Good morning, everyone. Welcome to each one of you. My name is Heather Dawson, and I am facilitating the call this morning. And so together we want to say, welcome, Father. Welcome, Lord Jesus, and welcome, Holy Spirit. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice, and we're going to be glad in it. We thank God that he has given us another day. And why? Because it is all about his glory, being in this earth as it is in heaven. Can we love God more than we love the things of this world? Can we walk in love but walk with boldness? No matter what the situation you might find yourself in, speak the word. Keep yourself God-focused. Take authority when praying. In Psalms 119, verse 11, it says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The Bible tells us, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Simply put, we, the body of Christ, are illiterate, scripturally speaking. And so the body has become weak and of no effect. You know, but when we rise early in the morning, and we take authority over the day, aligning it with heaven, and confessing who God is and humbling ourselves before him, He continues to pour out more and more grace upon us. For it says, God resists you when you are proud, but continually pours out grace when you are humble. I bet you all can say hallelujah to that. God resists you when you are proud, but continually pours out grace. Hallelujah. We have this morning with us Sister Shirley Burke, and she's going to be praying for the uh, request that we have received, and we're going to agree with her, and answers are going to come. Hallelujah. So good morning, Sister Shirley. How are you? Good morning, Mother Heather. I'm doing well. Praise God. (laughs) Amen. You sound good. And you know, Wednesday is guest day, and our guest is our own very Bishop Christopher Carl Smith. Hallelujah, he's back, people, and is going to do the devotion for this morning. And so I know we're all delighted to have him back on the call. So good morning, Bishop. How are you and how is Pastor Adrian? I know she's busy for sure as Destiny Academy is readying and preparing for the opening We speak multiplied blessings over every part and detail of the school. Nothing missing, nothing broken, and nothing lacking. Let's open in prayer, and then I'm going to have you come, and it will be all yours. Father, you're a good, good father, and we humbly present ourselves to you. We're asking for the fire of heaven to fall upon each one on the call this morning. Whatever is lacking, you will provide. Whatever is missing, you will supply. Whatever is broken, you're going to heal and you're going to put back together. We declare this in Jesus' name. Anoint, excuse me, anoint and use both Sister Shirley and Bishop as they come in Jesus' name, I pray. Bishop, I'm going to turn it all over to you and welcome. Well, good morning, Elder. God bless you, and I want to ask you a question. How are you this morning? 
I am I am good. Thank you. I am very excited. Um, there's just an excitement in me. I know that God is on the move, and I know that if we stay with God, that we have nothing to fear and nothing to dread because he's right there with us, each one of us. So I'm good. Thank you. That's great. I'm glad you're good <laughs> if we stay with God. Well, mm-hmm. there's no one else to stay with. God will keep you if you want to be kept, and that's for sure. And so uh, we thank God that you're doing well this morning. Good morning to Sister Shirley. God bless you, dear. Good to hear your voice this morning. Good morning to the saints of the Most High God. Good morning to our Destiny Church family. Good morning to the universal body that's calling in from all around the world and all around the nation. We thank God for you for tuning in with us this morning. If we have any pastors on the line, I want to say good morning to you also and thank you for being a part of what we're doing here um, in the body of Christ to keep the body uplifted in uh, the times that we're dealing with. We're dealing with challenging times uh, today. And, you know, just to be honest with you, I just don't think that they're just going to drift away quickly because we're, we're, we're back to where the Scripture says it will be like the days of Noah. And you have to go back in, in the Old Testament and look at humanity during the time of Noah and begin to parallel that day to today. And you'll see that men's hearts are evil continuously. Men's hearts are evil continuously. It's almost as if uh, people um, want to have the ups on one another. They want to control one another. They want to um, be empowered so they can use power, their power to, instead of influence people for the better, to control and dominate people. And then also, on top of that, what the Bible calls filthy lucre, which is money, uh, we, see the, we see the spirit of greed just running rampant in the street. Now, when these things happen, the Bible talks about that lawlessness will begin to abound. And we see lawlessness now. Matter of fact, uh, I tuned into the news last night uh, before I uh, turned in to, to, you know, rest to prepare for this morning. And they were talking about in Oakland uh, how bad it it has become with... uh, you know, people, and I believe they're young people. I don't believe people that have, you know, age on them and got some kind of sense of doing these things. These are young people, seem like. Uh, they're just out robbing people, um, you know, taking people's valuables and hurting people. And so we need to pray about that. We need to pray about what's happening in, in, in our community, in our streets with um, these young people and, and how they're attacking the Asian community and various communities. And I believe, you know, they're doing it to, you know, um, whoever they feel that they can, um, you know, just violate and get away with it. And so I believe that the body of Christ have to stand up. We have to stand up as um, believers and make a stand. And I'll be talking about making a stand today, but I'm talking about standing in your faith. Because 
this month we're talking about faith and we're also um, tonight in Bible study I'll be dealing with hope because it seems like people are also become hopeless again. You know, hope that um, they're going to lose their job, they can't return to their job and all the stuff that's going on. I'm back to where I was in 2020. And what I mean by that is I want to let you know, think for yourself, do your own research, and don't let people think for you and dictate to you what's right, what's wrong, or what's truly going on in the world today. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors right now. And so I'm I'm telling you, just do your research for yourself so that you can know what the truth is and be prepared for the truth and be prepared to make your stand. And so one of the things that, two things, let me say that, two things that is vitally important, that as children of God we embrace like we've never embraced before because they are our greatest assets for being children of God. They are our greatest assets. And so, number one, you're going to have to really embrace your faith. And then you got to embrace hope. you got to embrace hope. And because you all have probably heard me say it before, if you've been a part of our church for any period of time or followed me in, in, in my teachings, that hope is the goal setter. Because without hope, faith doesn't work. Without hope, faith has no assignment. And we'll get into all that later, but and probably not today, but that's key that you understand that. And so the greatest assets that you can possess is your faith and your hope. As I said Sunday, I need a faith that works for me. I need a faith that works for me when I'm dealing with trials. Because if you are born again or you're safe for any period of time, you're going to deal with some trials. You're going to deal with some trials. And James, when you look at James, now my scripture for the day is Isaiah 7, verse 9b. I'll get there in a moment. But let me start with James. And because James, uh, in James 1 and 2, James says, in the King James Version, he says, count it all joy. In the Amplified Version, he says, consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped or encounter trials of any sorts, fall into various temptations. So James actually pins this scripture that says when your faith is under trial, it's an opportunity to rejoice. When your faith is under trial, that as believers we should get excited. And I find that very interesting. And the reason James is saying that is because when your faith is now being pressured, when you're under trial and you're being cross-examined, that faith being cross-examined, James says what you got to understand, this 
is an opportunity for you now to graduate, for you to develop, for you to become stronger spiritually, for you now to move to the next level as a born-again child of God. And I think that's absolutely powerful that when James says this. And so, matter of fact, let me read it from the Amplified. He says, Consider it wholly joyful, my brother, when you are, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith, watch what it does, it brings out endurance, the ability to stand, steadfast and patience, steadfastness and patience. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. Woo! I like that. I like that. So that means I have a faith that's work, but you've got to let it have its full play. You've got to go all the way through it. That means you've got to stand up underneath it and not eject yourself up out of it. Faith that cannot help you stand confidently under the trial is faith that has no value. It's faith that has no value. I said this Sunday, and please hear it today, faith that can only come through the Word of God. That's how faith comes. It can only come through the Word of God. And the saving power of Jesus Christ has the power to help you stand firm in the trial and stand firm in the test without quitting. Without quitting. And see, that's what God needs. God needs representatives on the field in order for the kingdom of God to manifest itself. Let's get back to kingdom teaching and kingdom thinking and kingdom believing. Because when you when you understand, you're not going to quit because you know you have backing. The kingdom is backing you as a child of God, no matter what you're going through. But God got to have representatives on the field for Him to manifest His power. Had to have representatives on the field. Now Isaiah says in Isaiah seven nine b, he says, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. If you do not stand firm in your faith, let's break that down this morning. What does that really mean? Let's put it into layman terms. If you do not stand firm in what you say you believe, if you do not stand firm in what you say, listen to me, child of God, if you do not stand firm in what you say you believe, you will not have the ability to stand underneath the trial, stand underneath the test. You will not have the ability to stand at all whenever your faith is on trial. Because the enemy's going to challenge you. He's going to challenge that which you say you believe. And this is one of the reasons why it's very important for as born-again children of God for us to understand what faith is and what faith is not. It's important for us to understand that. It's important to understand what we believe. 
Because that's what faith is, is what you believe. It's your belief system, what the, the, the very thing that you say you believe in the core of your heart. Apostle Paul says in Galatians 5 and 1, he says, stand fast, stand fast. We're talking about standing, standing in faith, standing on truth. Stand fast, watch what he says, in the liberty in which Christ has made you free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That's what he says. In, in the, in the um, uh, NASB Bible, and you might say, what is, what is the NASB Bible? It's the New American Standard Bible. Okay? In the New American Standard um, translation of the Scripture, it says, it was your freedom... It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Because that's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy forever wants to pull you backwards into your past. He wants to pull you backwards. I want you to hear this. He wants to pull you backwards into the bondage that the truth has liberated you out of. And to prove it, if you look at the same scripture, I'm in Galatians 5 and 1 now. If you look at the same scripture in the, the Passion Translation, it says, At last we have freedom. For Christ has set us free. We must always cherish this truth and firmly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. See? you got to stand in truth. And so when we're standing in faith, in other words, we're standing in that which we, we say we believe, you can only stand on truth. Truth being the highest form of all the reality. And that's what the gospel is. The gospel is truth. Stand fast in the liberty. See, religion doesn't liberate you. It doesn't liberate you. Religion is, is like eating uh, now, laters, and cotton candy. It, it just, it's temporary satisfaction. You understand? Only the gospel liberates. Only the gospel, only the good news liberates you and sets you free, which is the truth. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. See, our belief system is based on the word. Our belief system is based on Jesus because Jesus is the word. That's what our belief system is based on. Our belief system is based on the Word of God. It's based on God's ability. It's based on what God can do in our lives. Let me define faith real quick before I pray for you. Let me define faith because I wrote this down because I've been studying this thing seemed like ever since I've been on, I took leave of absence and went on vacation and also since I've been back. Now, I haven't said this, but write this down. Faith is having firm, reliant trust in the Word of God, 
I've said that before, but watch the next part. And God's ability to perform what he has said. Faith is having firm, reliant trust in the word of God and God's ability to perform what he has said. That's what is written. The ability to perform what is written in the word of God. Father, we honor you today. We bless you and magnify you. The fruit of our lips giving thanks and praise because you alone are the redeemer of our life. We thank you for this great and awesome day that you have made and and we're rejoicing in being glad. We thank you that you delivered us from the powers of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of your dear son, whereby we cry, but Father, and it's written in your word, you will never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. We thank you for it, Father. Father, today I pray for every person on the sound of my voice, that, Lord, you strengthen them in their belief system, that regardless of what we face, regardless of the situation, regardless of circumstance, regardless of what people say, regardless of what we see, we will stand firm in our belief. We believe you. You said all things are possible to him that believes. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. You said a lot this morning, Bishop. Uh, it's wonderful, uh, like I said, to have you back. But that was a great word this morning, and I pray that each one of you took notes. You know, we think we're going to remember what we heard, but many points get lost sometimes. And so it is good to have, you know, pen and paper and to take notes. So we thank the Lord for the word this morning. Um, You know, that God's, uh, we can trust God. We can trust God to perform what he said he would do. Hallelujah. So at this time, I'm going to ask if uh, uh, Sister Shirley will come and share the request with us, and we're going to come in agreement with her. Uh, Sister Shirley, please come. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for the truth of your word this morning that we've heard. And we are coming boldly, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thanking you for this morning, for your grace and mercies that are new today, Lord God. With grateful hearts, we extol your matchless name. For you are our God, the Almighty, the Absolute, the Eternal and Great God who is a consuming fire that answers us before we call, and while we are still speaking, you will hear us, O God, as we bow in your presence. Father, forgive us of our sins and transgressions, our arrogance and ignorance, and all unknown sins we have committed against you and your very word. We thank you for receiving our prayers and answering according to your will and purpose. With confidence, Father, we trust your word in Hebrews 4.16 that declares we can come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Father, we need you this morning to breathe on the prayer request we are bringing before your great counsel. Father, gird up those that have sent in the request so they can stand in your presence and believe by faith that you are moving in the situation even now. Father, we thank you for your mercy and grace that have already been extended to them by their faith to believe and receive your will for the prayer request they have submitted. This morning, Father, we bring to the throne of grace Carrie Pierce. He's praying his prayer request is for traveling grace for his family to Tennessee State University. 
their protection, continued favor, and provision for all four years of college and beyond as they moved their daughter, Kanita, in the dorms for her first year of college. Father God, we give you thanks for the blessing that Kanita can attend college, and we give you praise for going before the Pierce family and protecting them with all, from all hurt, harm, and danger as they travel with prayerful hearts and minds to trust your word. In Psalms 119 and verse 114, that declares you are their refuge and shield, and they can put their hope in your word, for you will never leave them nor forsake them and have already gone before them to make ready Kanita's entrance to college. Father, we thank you for your provision and anointing to cover their journey with peace and no stress. Father, cover Kanita's heart and give her the confidence she needs to get settled in her dorm. Father, give Kanita a Christian roommate and give her to make her new friends that you approve of. Make Kanita stay prayerful, hallelujah, and walk in your truth every day and every year she's in college. May she be kind, loving, and forgiving and receive the same from those she befriends. Father, give Kanita teachers and professors that will see her desire and potential to learn and to help her to excel and reach her goals and aspirations to complete the four years of college without delay or incident. Father, we thank you that Kanita will not embrace any habits or activities that will cause her heart to turn from you. But, Father, bring her back home safely with a stronger knowledge and closer relationship with you and the understanding to know you will keep her as she walks by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we bring before the throne of grace Lady J's request for total healing for Marilyn Brooks, a woman of God that lives alone and has fallen very sick and was rushed by ambulance to the hospital and is in the ICU. Father, we thank you for your hand of mercy on Marilyn Brooks as she received the emergency help she needed to get to the hospital. Father, give the doctors and nurses the wisdom to know what caused Marilyn to become sick and how to treat her. Let her health issues be of great concern while she's in their care. May their hearts be stirred to pray prayers of life and hope as they take care of Marilyn without any mistakes or misjudgments in their diagnosis and administering medication. Father, I thank you for your peace that covers Marilyn's heart. May she have no fear, doubt, or unbelief regarding her sickness. Let her faith arise with the holy confidence that you are with her and will bring her through and back to wholeness. Father, we pray for family, friends, and the body of Christ to be of assistance in prayer and physical help for Marilyn as she fully recovers from this sickness. Father, use this sickness for your glory and Marilyn's good, according to your word in Psalms 107, verse 19 through 20. As we cry out, Lord, help Marilyn. Rescue Marilyn. For we know you are able, God. Speak the word, be healed, and Marilyn will be healed and delivered from death's doors. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory for Marilyn's healing and testimony of your saving power as we believe you for her total healing. But nevertheless, Father, not our will, but your will be done in Marilyn's life. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we bring before the throne of grace an anonymous request for a co-worker and her godson that has suffered the loss of her best friend and a best friend's husband and daughter in a tragic car accident. Their surviving son is returning to school this week while grieving the loss of his father, mother, and sister. Father God, we thank you for your sovereign will in every situation we face, the good, the bad, and the tragic. Father, we pray this family knew Jesus as their Lord and Savior and woke up in your presence. For this situation belongs to you and you alone. Father, we know you are acquainted with death and understand the grieving heart. 
And we pray Psalms 147.3 over the co-worker and her surviving Godson, trusting you to heal their broken hearts and bind up their wounds, O oh God. Father, we're asking for a healing miracle for this co-worker and the Godson heart and peace and protection to bind up every wound they will experience facing each day without this family. Father, comfort the son's heart and lead him by your spirit to those that will continue to walk with him during this sad time in his life and the years to come. Protect his mind, oh God, from the negative thoughts and lies of the enemy and fill his heart and mind with good thoughts and memories of time spent with his family. Father, give him an extra measure of faith and favor as he tries to navigate school without his family. We pray this young man will find you in the midst of this tragic accident if he doesn't already know you and learn to walk with you every day in hope and faith, Lord God. Father, we pray for the godmother to be a help with her godson throughout his life by being a mother figure that gives him godly advice and wisdom to make it during the tough days and years ahead. We have Lord God, we pray for the extended family, friends, and co-workers for comfort and peace as they deal with this great loss, Father. We thank you for providing the means to lay this family to rest so it's not a burden on the son, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray, oh God. Father God, we're so grateful. Really work. Mm. 
I want to rest it right there. Because you need your faith to work. Our faith is going to be tested for where we live. It's being tested right now. Like never before. And you need a faith that works. Believe God. Have faith in God. May God richly bless you. May you have a great day today. We look forward to seeing you tonight at Week Empowerment Service on live stream. Pastor Adrian and I, we are doing great and we love you. Thank you for all your prayers. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your faithfulness, your commitment, and your consistency. God bless you. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. And we're so delighted to have you back. And we pray God's richest blessing and his strength and his wisdom and discernment to be upon you like never before. As we walk out these days that lay ahead of us, you know, we need to be encouraged. And what brings encouragement is the Word of God. If you can trust the Word, if you can trust the Word, you're not going to be defeated. You're an overcomer. Let's pray. Father, in Philippians 3 and 13, it says, Forgetting those things which are behind, reach forward to those things which are ahead. Our days are not bleak and dark, but they're bright and full of hope. Why? Because our God reigns. Father, you have given us this day, aligning it with heaven. And so we will go forth with hope in our hearts. And nothing, nothing can separate us from your love. Nothing can separate us from your protection. And your joy is where we draw our strength. You give us joy in the midst of turmoil and through all that is occurring. But we don't look behind. We look ahead. And we also look upward. We look upward from whence cometh our help. Praise the Lord. Bless your people, Father. Meet them, Lord. Meet them at their point of need, whatever it is today, Lord. Whatever is on their heart, whatever they're facing, Father, I ask that you meet them. You are Jehovah Jireh, the provider. Fulfill your promises that are written in your word. Fulfill. We know that you will. And may we seek out those promises. May we sit and feast in your word. Let it nourish us for this day, knowing that no matter what comes, we can stand firm and stand tall. May God supply all your needs, people, according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this time that we've had together. 
We thank you for this day. We thank you that we do not have to fear anything. For fear does not come from you. We put our faith and our trust in you. Because you are the one true God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Kathy, open up the line, please. 